can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So I want to start this episode off on a bit more of a serious note, Hannah, because you were really upset yesterday afternoon and that upset me that you were upset. Thank you. You were really supportive. It could have impacted the rest of this podcast, to be quite honest. I actually said to you, I was like, oh, I don't really want to share about my personal life anymore because this DM was so nasty. Yeah. So why don't I just let you know what I got. So this random girl DM'd me after listening to the episode about back knee and how I said that I don't always shower after the gym um, because I don't always sweat that much after the gym. And I'm sorry, if everyone showered after every time that they sweated, you'd be having a lot of showers in summer. (laughs) God, I sweat so much at my desk in summer. Anyway, so she said that it was, her words were, it was revolting and disturbing, which is very... And disgusting, I think she said as well. I'm not sure if she said disgusting. She She used a lot of nasty adjectives. A a lot of intense adjectives. It's like I was a murderer. Like it was like, I'm disturbing. Anyway... So, so that got you a bit down. You yeah, were, yeah, and I think Joanna made the comment yesterday because I was like, oh, I don't really want to share about my personal life if I'm going to get these kind of DMs. And she was like, we're meant to be a community of women who like these things aren't disgusting, mm. they're not disturbing. These are normal things that happen to people. Um, I and sh- Hannah and I talk about really personal things, so and that also other people can relate. There was an article on Self Magazine that said Ellie Goulding also doesn't shower after the gym. So if she doesn't, you don't need to. <laughs> and then also a doctor said that um sweat isn't like dangerous so like it's not that disturbing yeah um and the other thing was that if you really want me to disturb you um I once went on a six-day hike and didn't shower for six days so how about that (laughs) so that comment could have impacted our recording today because Hannah was feeling really flat. And I was vulnerable. like, I'm not sharing anything anymore. And it is really hard for two regular people to just come <laughs> and share things about like their poo yeah. habits, like <laughs> and their bum ha- bum hair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. for the vast majority of you, you love it. So we'll, yes. we'll, we will keep doing it. Yeah. But yeah, I've convinced her. Keep I've sharing. Con- yeah, I'll keep sharing, guys. <laughs> So moving away from that serious note, um, we are talking to Dr. D from Vogue Dental Studios today about oral health for our Kriju Combo. And we're also talking about chemical peels because you and I have both had one recently and it's something we get asked about all the time. And of course, our products we didn't know we needed. On the topic of revolting. Yeah. I have something I want to share with you before our first guest comes on. Oh my god. I know what? I said I wasn't gonna share personal details anymore, but what? I'm going to. Wait, guys, we have not discussed this pre-show. <laughs> no, I what? actually didn't want to discuss it with you. Okay, so when I was young, uh, it's actually not that revolting, but when I was young, I had an extra tooth start growing in the palate of my under my tongue. Oh, <laughs> It's called a super. Do you have a photo of it? Uh, yeah, I have one at home. I think I have Please to my, bring it in. So I was 15 maybe and all of a sudden this big lump. It was when you were 15? Yeah, this big lump was growing on the palate underneath oh. my tongue and I was like, what the hell is that? So I went to the dentist, I did an x-ray and they're like, you have an extra tooth growing. Oh. <laughs> is was, that common? It was like right in there under the tongue. 
Oh. I don't know if Could it's coming. Could you feel it? Like, yes. With your then, tongue? Then it was like a lump and then the tooth started showing. No. Yes. <laughs> like a baby tooth. Like it started like pushing out of the palate of my mouth. And so I ended up having to get surgery. I had to go to the it's hospital. My mouth feel funny. <laughs> and they cut out the whole extra tooth. They had wow. to get it at the root. Oh. Like right under my tongue. Wow. Isn't that bizarre? That's so bizarre. How weird is that? It's called, I think, a supernumerary. Uh, I think it's something called something like that. But yeah, that's my little um dental tidbit. Wow. Well, I thought I knew everything about <laughs> no. you. No, you surprise me every day. <laughs> so we've got our guest today to talk about oral health. I'm introducing Dr. D from Vogue Dental Studios. He is a cosmetic dentist. So we, Hannah and I have a lot of questions for actually, him Hannah was... is obsessed with oral health. <laughs> well, no, actually what happened was my sister, who doesn't like beauty at all, I told her we were having you on and she was like, oh, my God, I'm going to send you all my questions. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so there's going to be a lot of people that want to yes. hear this. Yeah. So, Dr. D, tell us a little bit about what you do in a day. Like what kind of patients do you see? What kind of work do you do? This stage of cosmetic dentistry we are more doing restorative or reconstructive work where the cosmetic part is more as a byproduct. So I've noticed that literally every influencer on this earth yes. has pretty much now got veneers. And so that's probably made me a bit more self-conscious about my teeth, I reckon, because I'm constantly seeing just beautiful, perfect smiles. Has that increased is, business a lot for cosmetic dentists? Not really. I, sh- I shouldn't dismiss it off, but yeah. what it is is at the end of the day, uh, we should not be pressurized or polarized by the social media of mm. what we see around. Totally. Because, so that's where I tell my patients when they come in or a client who come in, it should be need-based. Yeah. And, and um, we're not going to try and achieve what so-called influencers are driving us towards. It's I always what think, like, what are influencers going to do in 10 or 15 years when they're not an influencer anymore and they've got to replace their full mouth of porcelain veneers? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, right? And, again, that's... It, that's a very valid point. So yeah. you go and go and think about what are my long-term implications. Yeah, that's good advice. I think that's good advice for you, Joanna, because Joanna said today, she was like, I really want to get veneers. And I was like, Joanna, I don't want veneers. you do want, not need veneers. I, want, I think um, you've just heard veneers. it. I want composite veneers. We uh, can have a consultation afterwards. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but I feel microphone. like you've just got your answer. You do not need anything done. You've I know got I don't beautiful need teeth. Them. I just haven't liked my teeth living, since I got my braces As off. my sister says, you're living in Hollywood and you need uh, to get I out. <laughs> So on the topic of oral health, can you tell us the kind of causes for bad breath and how people can treat that? Mainly, uh, majority of the reasons uh, we can solve bad breath with uh, simple oral hygiene practice. Mm-hmm. So it's the same routine. What we want to do is spend two minutes, morning and night, brushing and flossing, making it to the best effort. If you want to use your mouthwash, you can. Mm-hmm. But there are things where a dentist can see, okay, I don't find any reasons in your mouth why you're struggling with this. This is the time I have to send you to a doctor to just go through some tests, which could be a simple reason in the stomach. It could be a lot of other things which could be simply solved yeah. once we start attending to it. If you look your tongue through a microscope, you don't oh, want I to. Don't I don't want to. Trust me, you don't want to. Can you send to. us a photo? <laughs> we can. We can. I'll hey. look at it in my personal time. <laughs> Bring it up on Google. Just say, uh, just say tongue microscopic oh. view. Yeah, you can see that there's so much space for bacteria to stay yeah. back. And again, touching back on the bad breath, yeah. uh, tongue could be one space where everything's hiding on. So mm-hmm. uh, tongue scrapers, if they're safe and dental tested, whatever yep. they are, they're great. And brushing your tongue, again, is a great habit mm-hmm. um, to, to, again, keep your auto-causing bacteria down. And it feels fresh. 
I have a question. This is just a selfish question because I want to <laughs> know. Um, you recommend seeing a dentist every six months. Yes. What is the longest period of time you've ever seen someone go between dentist visits? We've seen like 28-year-olds, 30-year-olds saying this is my first visit. Oh. <laughs> so you wow. could, yeah. Okay, so that is possible. Wow. And sometimes it could be non-accessible uh, yeah. to yeah. dentists. Sometimes yeah. it's a socioeconomic state. Yeah. state. But, uh, yeah, we so we have extreme cases where, again, it says two things. One, they haven't had any major issues or yeah. they've been totally negligent or they've been anxious. Yeah. Or it could be an experience from the past. Yeah. Well, because dental they, fear is a huge thing, isn't huge it? Huge thing. Well, that was actually yeah. one of my questions was um, about people with dental. It's called dental anxiety, isn't it? It is. How I, do you get them uh, over that? Absolutely. We love to hear that. So then we can so then help you even better. Yeah. Of course, we like to treat everyone the same and make them uh, calming. Uh, sometimes knowing that they're too anxious actually helps us to uh, prioritize treatments and yep. desensitize them with the easy treatments first yep. and getting them into it. Uh, of course, all of us love to do that for every person, but then sometimes uh, anxiety is not well expressed. Mm. Yep. Uh, but a well-trained dentist should know that and our dental team, it's more the team effort than anything else. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. With. And what's the kind of reaction from a patient that's gone through, I guess, their whole life having um, not taken care of their teeth and then they've come and they've gotten veneers and they've come, kind of gotten over that fear. What kind of reaction do they have to their new teeth? All three of us in the room, mm. uh, I think we're gifted with teeth which we can smile without thinking second time. Yeah. Mm. But what about those people who live with insecurities where just smiling in public is a major, major goal? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a mm. lifetime goal. They mm. cover them out every time they smile with. I just remember, like, I have such bad memories of having braces. Same. But the good thing about getting them done young, correct me if I'm wrong, is that your teeth don't move as quickly when you're an adult? Is that right? Not necessarily. Okay. On healthy gums. <laughs> I got the wrong information then. <laughs> no, <Okay. laughs> not necessarily, but in a way that's right. Sometimes when we're treating early, we use the growth as well as part of the uh, procedure to correct things. Mm-hmm. Where when, we, when you're treating an adult who's finished up with the growth, we don't expect any changes in the jaw size. So, and again, when you're at 13, you see all your friends walking around with colourful braces and you're talking about matching them up with your headbands, no, your oh, I did. I had pink ones. Oh, I hated mine so much. I never smiled with my teeth when I had braces. <laughs> so there you go. My mum used to be like, just smile. Like, they're ugly. <laughs> and, and we've got kids who will, like, sit with their colour chart for about mm. 10 minutes to decide oh, what they're going to Like picking want. a nail yeah, colour. It's exactly <laughs> like going to the nail salon. Yeah. Yeah. So braces was yeah. fun at that mm. age. Oh, it's still fun at that age for people yeah. who see their friends with them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I was so, late to get them. I didn't get mine until I was like 14 or 15 or See, something. there you go. So you, you go through. It would have been fun if a, I was like 12 maybe. Yeah, true, right? <laughs> if you were the first one in your class to yeah, get one, yeah. then you're going like, oh, yeah, wow. By the time I finish, I'm going to go through all the colour chart twice. Yeah. <laughs> and now that you can alternate the colours, it's even better. Yeah. I uh, feel like teenagers really have the ability to skip that awkward stage right. now though. Like they all know how to do their makeup. They can have clear aligners. They're all skipping that awkward phase that we went through. We went through. <laughs> it's not <awkward>. fair. <laughs> we have better choices today than yeah. what yeah. we used to have 10 years ago. Teeth whitening I think would be a big one from our customers. Yes. Would want to know about to- I got my teeth whitened years ago. It was the best thing I ever did. I love it. Um, <laughs> what can people expect or so, what different options are there for teeth whitening? Teeth whitening is one of the most popular 
cosmetic treatments were which everyone can relate to cosmetic dentistry mm-hmm. right but it does not have to be a one-off procedure because depending on our food habits whether we could be a smoker which was no no for dentistry <laughs> or you could be like or life um, or skincare yeah. or anything smoking is one of those social things which we if we give up i think we get a lot of benefits back. yeah uh, but red wine and people mm-hmm. who love curry sauces coffee Every yeah. day, every day, black coffees or coffees mm-hmm. in general, these are things that we can't sometimes live without. So am I going to change my lifestyle or am I going to change my whitening routine? If it was me, I would keep doing more whitening in a safe way and continue my lifestyle. Then as a dentist, me tell patients like, you're not going to have a cup of coffee tomorrow. Then people are not going to take that instruction well yeah. enough. Whereas if the whitening is becoming more accessible and safer, people are happy to do. You can do home maintenance whenever you need and it's mm. not an expensive procedure. What do you so, think of the at-home whitening? At-home your... whiteners are great mm-hmm. as long as we know what's in the whitening product. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if it is hydrogen peroxide-based product, yep. as if now that's what the Dental Association would support or the entire world dental community would support, any whitening product, which is a safe concentration, yeah. uh, can be used and it does bring in results. Is that what's in – what about the, like, toothpaste, whitening toothpaste? Right. So toothpaste can uh, have either a silica or an abrasive product in them to lighten up your teeth which means they scrub your teeth with a bit more abrasive material to remove the stains. They mm-hmm. actually don't cause whitening, but they remove surface stains. Mm-hmm. Right? And then there could be the strongest toothpaste that I, I know, I could be wrong, but correct me, uh, is 2% hydrogen peroxide. Where yeah. do we buy it? Yes. <laughs> no, it's in the supermarket. Oh, it's, okay. it's, such oh. a, it, it, it's such a small concentration. To relate it to your at-home whitening, yeah. your at-home whitening is about 6%. The ones oh, gels wow, okay. what you use. They could be 6 to uh, 11%, 12% hydrogen peroxide. So compared to that, the toothpaste have a very small composition of uh, the whitening, the second type of whitening toothpaste. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and you also applying a toothpaste to your teeth for only two minutes. Yeah, that's true. At the best. And you leave a whitening thing in for like 10 minutes to half an hour. Or overnight in your face. (laughs) Now, I did want to ask you about charcoal toothpaste because we have a charcoal toothpaste at Adore Beauty. And when I was writing about it, I did some research about charcoal and yes. that it's not recommended to use charcoal directly on your teeth. It should be in a formulated um, toothpaste so to make we, sure it's not too abrasive. Is that right? So we're going to go one step back, right? Mm-hmm. So when we spoke about two types of toothpaste, yep. one is hydrogen peroxide, which is a known mm. bleach. This is the only known product, to my knowledge, uh, that can whiten up teeth or mm-hmm. change colour as such, Right. Anything else can only remove surface stains. Yeah. So charcoal is another abrasive product, mm. which the particle size is bigger. Mm-hmm. So yep. charcoal could remove stains and make your teeth look uh, whiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't have the ability to bleach your enamel. Um, what about electric versus manual toothbrushing? Because I, because of what's happened with my gums at the moment, I have an electric toothbrush at home, but I'm I haven't started. I don't like using it as much as a normal toothbrush. Can I know the reason why? Yeah. I don't know. I don't find it, like, brushes enough. Like, I really like to get, like, a proper She's teeth. She's a really weird thing with toothbrushes. She has one at her desk. She brushes her teeth, like, in the middle of the day. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm, like, really weird yeah. about it. So I don't feel that the electric... It's doing just, a great job. It's not, like, it doesn't feel like it's doing anything. Yeah. Like, it's not getting in there and, like, really getting but, at so, my teeth. Yeah, this is such a common question. That's a great question. If the manual brush is used as effective, 
effectively as an electric brush, then it's great to continue with them. But majority of us, do we time ourselves if we might, uh, brush with a manual brush? Are we doing two minute brushing? Or are we just doing 45 seconds or less? Probably Whenever, 45 seconds or less. <laughs> say, and we count ourselves and pride ourselves saying we've done that brush, uh, brushing time and we count it as twice a day brushing, right? Uh, that's what happens with manual brushes. Most of us are quick and we're done and we don't feel guilty about not brushing. But when manual, uh, even the basic model of any branded electric brush has a two-minute pulse in them or any kind of indication to say that we finished mm-hmm. up the brushing cycle, right? It takes two minutes to cover all the surfaces of your teeth with uh, gentle movements, right? And it also takes the worry of the hand, uh, and we see this again and again, some kind of gum recessions can be of heavy scrubbing mm-hmm. from manual brushes. Mm-hmm. And we also always go and pick up hard bristles or medium bristles, hard bristles have gone off the shelves now. I noticed that because I, I was using hard, I was uh, using a hard toothbrush. Yeah. So that's gone off the market now. Hard's gone and even medium oh. should go. So if oh, you're that's brushing a gum recession uh, problem right uh, there. <laughs> that's right. If we're brushing twice yeah. a day, we three times a day. Uh, so I need a hard toothbrush. So I need to go I need to go to a soft toothbrush. Soft, okay. Soft or extra soft <laughs> okay. <is> better. <laughs> for a few reasons. One, they have flexible bristles which can get in between your teeth better. Mm-hmm. And if we're doing twice or three times brushing, we are removing only soft sediments on our teeth, so which means soft brush should do the job easier and it's kinder on your gums. So, so is it basically the, down to personal preference, whatever you, and if you, you think you're doing it properly? I recommend electric toothbrushes. Okay. Uh, you don't have to spend big money on the most expensive ones. To start with, you can buy some something that's basic, use it for a while, and then you feel like, oh, someone can give me it as a Christmas gift, then I'll yep. write it down and yep. say that's my wish. Well, list. if you think yeah. about cost per use... We do talk about this a lot. We talk about cost per use or cost per wear a lot. (laughs) So using it twice or three times a day, you may as well buy like a pretty good one, right? If if you can. And uh, Mm. it should not put you away from not brushing well Mm. until then. Mm. Yeah. Electric toothbrushes toothbrushes are definitely a better way to go. Mm. Thank you so much, Dr. D, for joining us. That was a real eye-opener. I've learned a lot. Thank Thank you you. for having me. I've learned a lot too. So today we're talking about chemical peels. Why are we talking about chemical peels, Joe? Well, we've both just had chemical peels because it was something that came through as a topic that people wanted us to talk about on here. So I went and got a lactic peel at Victermal Group. What did you have? I also got a lactic peel with Aspect. Okay. So we both had a lactic. Um, maybe they're slightly different because we had them at different places. Um, but we've had chemical peels because they have a lot of benefits, which include um, improving skin texture. They can make the skin like a lot smoother, make your makeup go on a lot nicer. Um, they stimulate blood flow. They can help with sun damage and minor scarring. So there's lots and lots of benefits with chemical peels. I probably recommend chemical peels the most out of any professional treatment I recommend. So most of you are probably thinking if you've never had a chemical peel, firstly, the name sounds quite intense. It does. But secondly, we think back to when Samantha Jones on Sex and the City had a chemical peel and her whole face was peeling off so she <laughs> yeah. couldn't go out in public. It freaks um, people out seeing that. Yeah, so that's actually not what happens in a chemical peel, well, a milder chemical peel. Yeah. And they're actually, when I had mine done, um, I was told that we're never going to start you on a chemical peel of that strength Yeah. first time round. Yeah, like and not to... give you any prep Exactly. Well. So, you're yeah. gonna, so you would build up to that anyway. So yeah. your first chemical peel that you get is not going to be skin peeling off it, mm-hmm. that is a side effect for some people yeah. it could be a side effect but yeah. both of our experience was I just I had, had dryness I had a little bit of redness yeah 
Yeah, I was a little bit red that night and I've just had dryness for the last week. But yeah. I think that, I mean, I couldn't use, you can't use actives for a week. You've got to make sure you're using sunscreen every day. You've got to prep for the treatment as well. Yeah, so, so there was a few things that I was surprised about when I had my consultation. So there's a few things that you need to be mindful of yeah. before getting a chemical peel in the weeks leading up to the treatment. And your um, dermal clinician or skin therapist will tell you all these things. But things like waxing, bleaching, IPL, laser hair, other facial treatments, mm-hmm. fillers, Botox. So you need to get the information before yep. in your consultation. They will let you know what you can and can't do in the weeks before. Yeah, you should always have a consultation, not just yeah walk in. And exactly. And so the thing for me, because I'm getting laser hair removal on my face at the moment, was that I had to wait in between the laser yes. hair removal appointments because it can irritate the areas where yep. you've had laser. Yeah. So there's a few different forms of peels. So probably the lactic, mandelic and glycolic are the most common and they can be quite mild ones as well. And then you've got things like a Jesna peel and a TCA peel and they I've are never heard of these things. So we used to do Jesna peels back in the day when I was working in clinic and that's that usually causes your skin to, to actually flake off. And I love the sound like of shed. that. Oh my yeah. God, I love the sound it of that. It was so like rewarding to see someone's skin just like yep. shedding off. Um, but anyway, that's probably more for people with more severe scarring or sun damage um, as it really resurfaces the skin. And then a TCA peel usually has to be done kind of under sedation because it's that oh, full on. Really? Yeah. Yep. So it's really, really full on. It can be paired with like um, plastic surgery um, procedures and things like that to improve the skin in the area, tighten it up and yeah. So when I went in for my consultation, I was told about a few of the risks involved. Um, One of the risks that I wasn't aware of was pigment changes. So Mm -hmm. she said that if you cut yourself, there's two ways your cut could heal. It could be pink and then Mm -hmm. go back to the normal skin colour or it could go a little bit brown. Mm -hmm. And that shows how your skin reacts to the wound healing process. Ah. And so I think it's like a very rare side effect of chemical peels is that it can create pigment. Ah, okay. Mm. Right. That makes sense. Definitely something to ask at your consultation. And if they and and they should warn you of any of those risks or side effects. Um, Maybe what we'll do is talk through the actual process so that you know exactly what to expect. So if you've never had a chemical peel before, this will kind of be the process. So you'll go in for your first consultation. You'll learn about the risks, Mm -hmm. about what to do beforehand, like the pre-care. And then in your treatment, you'll come in, did this happen for you? They... um, they cleanse your skin, mm-hmm. then they apply uh, the peel. And what you'll expect is it, for me, it went quite red. Yeah, I was, was red too. Red and quite tingly. Mine wasn't as tingly. I was fine. They gave me a little fan and I was like, I don't oh, need that. Okay. Mine was yeah. a little bit tingly yeah. and I was filming and I could see in the camera how red my skin yeah. had gone. Um, at the end of the treatment, they'll put – I had a hydrating serum put on. Did you sit under the LED? No, I oh, didn't. Oh, I got an LED. It was oh, great. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then basically you'll go through your aftercare. And so my aftercare was to use a gentle cleanser. So this was yeah. – I was told um, for three to seven days. And she mm-hmm. actually said based on the fact that my skin type – She's like, you don't seem to be reactive. Mm -hmm. Um, She said I could do the aftercare for five days. Mm -hmm. So a gentle cleanser, hydrating serum, and also the Aspect Redless. Okay. um, Which is a serum, but it's kind of a bit of like an oil. Yeah, it's an oil. So I actually mix that into my moisturizer. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, And then 
you can use a hydrating mask. So I actually use the Aspect Probiotic Sleep Mask yes. after the first two to three days. Sorry to talk about that product again. But <laughs> She's finally used it, everybody. I finally used it. <laughs> um, so I was also told to use a dental cleanser, which I do anyway. So I just use my regular cleanser. And then I was just using a HA serum. I think I was using like rotating between Surge and um, Medicaid Hydrate B5 Intense. Um, and then I was also using, and I use this in my treatment to finish it off, the Mesoaesthetic Post-Procedure Fast Skin Repair, which I actually already use when I have a reaction to something or when my rosacea is really flared up. Mm-hmm. I use it to calm down my skin. So it's a really hydrating cream. Um, it's comforting. It's soothing. It just helps to nourish the skin after a procedure or when it's aggravated. I think that's been recommended. I've been. I just had skin needling, and I was recommended to use that after the first couple of days. Oh, wait. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. It just calms everything down, takes the redness out, and it kind of improves texture for me as well. I don't know if that'll be the same for other people, but it just helps to um, repair the skin's barrier and support the barrier, which is really important after a treatment. Um, I have a question for you. So I mm. love doing an at-home peel. Yes. Um, and I find they're really, really effective. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love my Estee Lauder peel. Yeah. That. So I have started using that Estee yes. Lauder peel. We'll link it in the episode notes. Yeah, what it you is the bomb. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I did. I texted you and I was yeah. like, far out. Yeah. Uh, my skin is so glowy. See, I told you yeah. you'd love it. It's amazing. I like at-home peels. They're obviously not as strong as the stuff that you have in clinic, which is really important to note. And Anything in clinic, which includes things like microneedling as well, like it's never going to be at the same level. As I can tell in you now, the needling that yeah. I had was much, <laughs> very, very different yeah. to the at-home needling. So it's always a much more subdued version, but they can still be effective. They're still um, similar ingredients, like the um, Estee Lauder one is an AHA BHA peel, so it's like having a lactic and salicylic-based peel in clinic, but on a much lower level. Yeah. But you still get that really beautiful glow without the downtime or the prep involved. So if going in clinic is not an option for you, have a look at some of, like you like the Alpha H yep, the um, power, power peel. peel. So if you have any questions about chemical peels, you can shoot us a DM. Um, I went to Victoma Group. Hannah had hers with Aspect. So Oh, and also if you, follow, if you don't follow us on Instagram, we're both going to upload our experiences to Instagram stories when yes. this episode goes up. So you can see exactly what happens during yep. a chemical peel. It is a little bit hard to describe it. Yeah. It is. On audio. Yeah. So um, follow us at Adorbe. So now for the product I didn't know I needed, the product that we didn't know we needed. Yes. So what's on your list today? So mine is, on the topic of um, masks and things like that, the Aceology Green Tea Mask. This is going crazy all over Instagram at the moment. And I'm not surprised, Hannah. Honestly, I don't get wowed by sheet masks very often. No. But I so I love a good sheet mask. I though. had this mask sitting just in my bathroom for ages and it was that week that we had a really tough week. We both were in Sydney. We had a few late nights. I was exhausted. Cannot that's and, happened so many times. Which week? Which week? When did we go it's to Sydney? Um so it was a really hard week. I was exhausted. It was like 7:30 and I was like I'm going to bed by 8:30. I'm going to whack this on and see what happens. I put it on, left it on for half an hour. I peeled it off. Oh my god! It took all the redness and dullness out of yeah. my skin. My, I honestly, I was, I was, I'm speechless because I was looking in the mirror. I was like, 
Holy shit. What, that is incredible. What is in the mask? Green tea. Okay. You it, you do love your tea. I do love my tea. Joanna it's got some, loves her tea. It's got some really Every nice morning, 10 a.m. tea yeah. time. It's 9.30 actually. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I don't go to tea time. Can you believe we work in a workplace where they call it tea time? Like how old are we? Tea time. Uh, I started tea time. I know, but it sounds, like, it sounds like we're in primary school. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it's just got some really nice, nourishing, calming ingredients. So for people that suffer from redness or irritation, it's awesome. Highly, highly recommend. Love it. I find those masks look really funny on, though. They're very gram- It's a two-piece Instagrammable. One. So yeah. you put the bottom – I put the bottom half on and then I did the top half. So yeah. it's kind of easy to fit on your face. Yeah, I don't like the sheet mask. Because I've got yeah. a small face. I end up when – I'm when I do a sheet mask that's all one sheet mask, I lie on the couch and just smooth out Same. The, the areas because it doesn't sit on properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like the two-piece yeah. um, part of it. And it's a gel one as well. It's not a sheet. So for anyone who's allergic to um, sheet masks, like Al in our team is allergic oh. to sheet masks, but the gel mask she was fine with. Okay. So yeah, it's um it's a bloody good product. And how much is it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Why do I bother asking? No. Why? We'll People notes. care about these things. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll in all honesty, it. I'm pretty sure it's sixty four dollars for a box. I don't know how many are in a box though. Do, have you? Do you do sheet masks? Bef- sheet masks before events. That's yeah, my fave time sometimes. to do a sheet mask. Yeah. I'd definitely do that one before an event, but I've got to buy myself 32 boxes. So (laughs) anyway, what's your product? You didn't know you needed. So I actually was going to change it because we did the It Cosmetic CC Cream, but I was like, nah, I want to talk about this. Yeah. So um, for a really long time, my Holy Grail foundation was um, Max Studio Fluid Fix Foundation. I don't know if I said that right. Studio Fix Fluid? Probably. Yeah. I don't don't know the names of things. So um, that's it's a full coverage foundation. It's Mm -hmm. always been my Holy Grail. Yeah, I just, I I haven't found another foundation that I liked. And then since starting working in Adora, I have discovered Makeup Forever which is a makeup brand that we stock. And they sent me their Reboot Foundation, which is like skincare in makeup. Yeah. You probably know more about it than me. But anyway. Not really. So I'd been telling you for ages, you need to switch to a lighter coverage. You, you don't need full coverage. You don't need to be wearing that every day. But we saw my skin when I started at a door. Oh, yeah. No, you I needed sh- it then. No, yeah, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I did need full coverage then. But you just don't need to be wearing it every day. And you kind of prefer to wear makeup more than you don't? Not anymore. I don't oh, wear really? makeup to work anymore. Yeah, but sometimes you do. Sometimes if sometimes. You but probably I'm wear it more than good. I do to work. Yeah, I would, but I'm pretty good now. I don't wear makeup to but work. But I love that you're wearing this Reboot yes. foundation now because so, it is much lighter coverage. It's like the only way I can describe it is it's like your skin but better. Yeah. So it's like I don't even know what to say. Like it doesn't look like foundation. Yeah. It doesn't look like you're wearing. It's like. I'd say it's probably more of the finish and coverage of a BB cream. Yeah, it's very light. It, it's it's it's. I would say light to medium. It's oh, not really? really light. Buildable. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just said yeah. <laughs> I kind of know what buildable means. Okay. It means that you can keep adding in it as more yes. coverage. So I'm actually never going back now. I'm never ever going to go back to full coverage. Now that I've got my skincare in order, now that my skin's looking good, I don't need to go back to full coverage. Yeah, you don't. And it's I'm, ultra buildable. Oh, <laughs> according to according to Sorry, the listing, we've, we've just double checked if it's buildable, <laughs> and it is ultra buildable. <laughs> I am. There you go. If you're not soft. You better be now. (laughs) I was right. It is a light to medium coverage. Um, And what I would say, it's got like a, it's like a luminous, it's not super dewy. Yeah. It's not like 
But it is a luminous finish. But also what's really good about and I don't know what's in it it does this, but you know how I have very like um, oily skin mm-hmm. in the T-zone? Yeah. So I don't always put like a mattifying primer on underneath, don't judge me. But I don't find that this – stop, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> She's judging me, people. I'm She's not. looking at me and judging I'm me. Not. You can't see it right now, but she is. <laughs> so it's not really like that dewy look. It is more luminous. Yeah. And it's just like skin. It's like mm-hmm. a skin finish. I like agree. It's your skin. I really um, like it And as well. I actually can't go back to normal foundation now because I like my skin looking like my skin yeah. now. I don't like – not looking like me. Yes. Um, Love which that. You've been trying to get you. me on board yeah. for that for ages. But to be fair, when I started at Adore Beauty, I showed you a photo the other day. Mm. She screamed. She was I like, forgot. Oh, oh my God. I forgot how far you'd come on your skin journey, Hannah. So, so, so yeah. I actually don't never know what's in anything and I don't know mm-hmm. what things do. So tell me what. So it's from doing. what I can see, it's got ginseng, camellia, and mondo grass. Mondo grass. That's a weird one. <laughs> What's mondo grass? Anyway, well, I don't know. <laughs> sounds exotic. One. It sounds exotic. It does. Um, so it leaves your skin brighter, smoother, and firmer, and it's hydrating yeah, as well. Yeah, it is. So it, it is. never looks flat or dull on your skin. It just gives you that really luminous bright, it, it, finish. It's a really bright. It has a brightening effect. Yeah. It really does. And and. I've never ever had a foundation where so many people have asked me, "What are you wearing?" That's true. I've seen, I've encountered. You've that. encountered yeah. it, but I would like to say it is lighter coverage than the CC cream. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we it, cosmetic CC cream, which is another one that I'm using at the moment. Yeah. Um, it it's does a fuller coverage. It's a fuller coverage than that, yeah. which is great because I wear it during the day and at night. Yeah. So it's like my nighttime. I don't, I just have one foundation now. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> So um, can I please make a request? Uh, could I please not get any revolting comments this week? <laughs> That'd be um, much I'm not, I'm not revolting. I'm normal. I can't counsel her again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you've ever been trolled on Instagram, please DM me. <laughs> Don't troll me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.